Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed by Fathom for Fathom to resource you to go deeper in your relationship with God. I'm Kyle Knight, the youth and digital minister here at Fathom Church. Thanks for listening in again, church, wherever you are. We are on our last episode of this little mini series we've been calling Why We Do What We Do. We've been talking uh, the last few weeks about um, aspects of our specifically our Sunday morning services, but really why we do certain things uh, the way that we do them here at Fathom Church. Uh, Give a quick little recap since this is episode five. Um, If you haven't listened to the rest of them, go back and listen to them. The first week we talked about preach the word. Um, So why we preach the word, why we, uh, why we go verse by verse, um, why that's kind of like our, our style here, why that's important uh, our second episode, we talked about pray the word, the different areas uh, and different times in our services that that we pray and why we why we do that the way we do and why that is important as well. Uh, then we talked about singing the word. Uh, we had Pastor Chris on here talking a little bit about worship, um, the, the different times uh, of our of our service where worship comes in, uh, sort of the way we go about um, uh, doing worship here, uh, at fathom. Uh, and then our fourth episode, uh, the last one we just did was, uh, read the word where we really talked about um, how that was different than preaching the word and how it was really specifically reading the word in our, in our services, um, pub, both publicly, uh, in one of our fathom services on Sunday mornings, but also privately and, uh, and our hope that, uh, that people here at, at Fathom are reading on their own as well, and why that is super important to to have the word read over us um, here at Fathom. Uh, so those are those the the first four, and we're gonna wrap it up today um, by you. You saw the title as you clicked on this. Seeing the word, see the word. We've got Pastor Chris here again. Hey, hey welcome, hey, Pastor Chris. Hey, 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 hey. Number five. Here we go. Number five. Here, let's just jump into it. Um. Question off the bat: Why is this called "See the Word"? What are we What are we going to be talking right. about? Well, we're going to talk about um, the sacraments, or uh, if you come from maybe a Baptistic background, the ordinances of the church. Um, sacrament or ordinances, you can use either word. Uh, I think that both are acceptable. And the reason why we say this is seeing the word is that. Um, Ordinances or sacraments are outward expressions of inward realities. Mm. Uh, That's kind of the textbook definition of what a sacrament is. It's something that we do externally that represents something that has occurred internally. Uh, And the two sacraments of the Protestant church are baptism and the Lord's Supper. Mm. And so uh, we're going to talk about how we worship why we do what we do in our sunday services uh that are that is it's seeing the word it's seeing mm-hmm. what has uh what god has commanded us and uh what has transpired in us so though that's that's kind of the premise behind mm-hmm. point five this one is feels like oh they're maybe this they're stretching on this one right right like <laughs> preach pray sing read i get that but see what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Now, let me make it a, a quick apologetic for this, okay? Please do. If we were to study the history of Christian worship, mm-hmm. 
the history of Christian worship, 2,000 years of Christian worship, um, I think it would be fair to say that the two main elements of Christian worship historically, regardless of time, regardless of location, regardless of even denomination or theology doctrine, okay, um, the two things that you could say are necessary for Christian worship is word and sacrament. That's what, uh, I mean, historically, mm. those are the two things, uh, word and sacrament. Some would say word and table, uh, but but word and sacrament mm-hmm. are the the kind of, if you boil everything down to the most rudimentary level, you need word and you need sacrament. Uh, so this is actually a really big part mm-hmm. of Christian worship, and and we'll get into you know how we do baptism, why we do what we do on baptism, why we do what we do on uh, the Lord's Supper or communion. Uh, but this is a this is a an essential part of Christian worship. Actually, I would say churches that don't practice these are uh, missing something really really essential and. Uh, I would say, why, <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't you do these things? It it almost becomes like, what are you doing if you aren't doing these things? So there you go. That's, that's the that's basic good. premise yes. of see the word. Well, th- yeah. Thank you for kind of laying that out for us. And uh, like Pastor Chris said, we're going to be talking, we're going to be talking about two of them, um, the Lord's Supper and baptism. Let's jump into the Lord's Supper. Cause this, yeah. I, I feel like I'm not saying is more important than baptism, but I'm here at Fathom. Uh, I feel like there might be more to might be more to talk about since we do this every week, mm-hmm. and and that's something that we will talk about. But we want to talk about the Lord's Supper, um, why we practice the Lord's Supper, and why we do it in in the way that we do it. And uh, just a just a little footnote here: we talked about the Lord's Supper. Um, I believe. Was was Ryan here with that? Yeah, I think Ryan Tafalowski was on the podcast. That might have been was, a year and a half, two years ago, or that was something. a couple of years ago. Yeah, go back and listen to that um, if you want to hear a little bit more of that. But um, but let's talk about the Lord's Supper and right. and specifically what that looks like here at Fathom and why we do it the way that we do it here. So right. um, I mean, this is this is kind of just a big one. I'm just gonna I'm gonna give that to yep. you because there's a lot yep. to talk about. Okay, we do this, uh, the Lord's Supper, as a part of our four responses after we hear the word preached every Sunday. Uh, so let's let's kind of break it down a little bit. Number one, we do this every week. Uh, that's something that we started in our very first gathering seven and a half years ago here at Fathom Church, is that we said every Sunday we are going to come to the table and celebrate the Lord's Supper. And I say this almost every week. I understand that many traditions don't right. practice this every single week. But but that's a new concept, actually. Mm. It is only in recent church history that the Lord's Supper hasn't been a mainstay of every Sunday service, of every time the gathering occurred. So it's a rather new thing that... The Lord's Supper is not celebrated every single Sunday. Some churches celebrate this once a month. They do, you know, a monthly Sunday thing uh, for 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 the Lord's Supper. Sometimes churches do it once a quarter. Which goodness, can you imagine if you only took the Lord's Supper mm, four times right. a year? 
sometimes I, I, maybe there's no rhyme or reason. It's just whenever the wind blows, they just, eh, you know what? It fits in the sermon this week. So we're going to do the Lord's supper. And I, I, I mean, I don't know how that happens. I understand that there's logistical pieces to the Lord's right. supper that makes it more difficult, especially the larger the church gets. Hmm. So we can talk about method. Uh, we will actually talk about method yes. in just a moment, but, um, but we do it every week. We think it's, we think it's, as important as mm. praying, as important as singing, as important as reading God's word, yeah. as important as preaching. Um, and we do all of those things every week. So why wouldn't we mm. see the word mm -hmm. come to the table every single Sunday? So that's the first thing. We do it every week. Uh, the second thing is we we uh, we do it every single Sunday the same way. Uh, so I explain the Lord's Supper every week. I read the words of institution from 1 Corinthians 11 every single week. Uh, we take the, the Lord's Supper in the same method every single week. Um, and so one of the things that people often ask me is this, uh, why, why do you not, uh, why do you ask non-Christians mm -hmm. not to take the Lord's Supper? Ask. Yeah, just gonna ask um, which is something that we do every week. We talked about this in the, the podcast with Ryan uh, mm -hmm. a couple of years ago, but let's, by way of reminder, uh, we, we, we call this fencing the table, putting a fence around the mm -hmm. communion table. Um, we practice what's known as open communion. So uh, there is a closed table communion and there's open table communion. Mm -hmm. Closed table communion is when communion is reserved for only the members of that local specific church. Uh, that is a way of fencing the table mm -hmm. so that you protect uh, the Lord's Supper from being taken by somebody who is not a Christian. And the way that you do that is by ensuring that only members take mm -hmm. the Lord's Supper. That's fine. Uh, that is practiced in like a Catholic church. So only confirmed Catholics are permitted to take the Eucharist in a Catholic setting. And so uh, that's one way of fencing the table. We practice a bit more of an open communion in that uh, every Sunday I invite any professing Christian, anyone who has put their, uh, their hope and trust in Jesus as Lord and Savior is welcome to take communion, even if they are not a part of our church, even if they aren't ever coming back to our church. If you believe in Christ, you're invited to share the Lord's Supper with us. Uh, but we do fence it every single week. And I say every single week, if you're not a Christian, please abstain from taking the Lord's Supper. And that's intentional because uh, I would hate for, as Paul would say, for someone to eat and drink condemnation on themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's, again, from 1 Corinthians. I think that's chapter 10. Uh, that, that There's a way that you can take the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. Uh, and you know, we're, we're not high, high mystics here, but we want to follow God's word and God's word says, be careful with this thing. So, uh, we do that for the good of the church, but also for the good of the non-believer, um, that they would not, uh, partake in that. So we do that every week. We read the words of institution every week. Uh, we, we, we use our little pods. Okay. Our little, um, goblets. communion, communion pods. Yeah. I, I, goblet. the goblet pods. Uh, we started this during COVID mostly because it was um, necessary in order for us to take the Lord's Supper to have kind of clean, non-touched communion elements. Yeah. I don't know how long we'll do the pods. I think they're great. They're just really expensive. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll just keep doing this forever. Maybe this is the new reality. Uh, before that, we had a plate of crackers mm. uh, and little cups that we would pre that we would fill with juice which was very labor intensive. Yeah. 
that was that was really uh, time consuming, filling up those mini shot glasses of mm. of, of juice. Uh, so I don't know how a church that is huge does that in any effective way. Uh, that's that's just re- a lot of time, a lot of prep. Um, some churches do a method called intinction, which is uh, I I lovingly refer to that as the rip and dip, rip and dip, uh, which I think is disgusting. But you know that's just that's just my germaphobic you won't, you personality won't see any ripping and dipping here. we ain't ripping we ain't dipping yeah, uh it's just a big loaf of bread that you just rip and then there's one cup Pour that you here. just dip uh and then there is <laughs> there is the practice that is even uh you know further than that called common cup uh which you'll experience in some of your higher church traditions mm. catholic traditions anglican traditions etc where um there's one cup and you go up to the priest or the pastor and they give you their little wafer and then you take a sip from the common cup and then they wipe that thing with like a Clorox wipe and turn it, you know, 12 <laughs> degrees. And then the next person takes their lips to the same lip of cup. So uh, you can hear the, some of the disgust in my voice that actually has nothing to do with the practice. It's just my own my own germophobia that that, kind of comes into that. So Uh, I don't like to share cups with anybody like my, my six year old, I don't want to share a cup with her, but, (laughs) uh, but I say all of that to say, uh, we use these little, these little, uh, pods, the communion, we lovingly refer to them as the communion pods. But, um, but I don't, I don't think that that's, that's, I don't think the mode is necessarily as important Mm. as the fact that we do it regularly, that we do it weekly. Mm. And then finally, something that we've done uh, really in the last nine, ten months is we have uh, moved communion from right after the sermon to after an examination song. So a couple episodes ago when we talked about singing the word, we talked about this, that now I explain the Lord's Supper. Then we sing a, an examination song, a reflection song, and we take uh, 1 Corinthians 11 seriously when Paul says, examine yourself. Um, And so we take that time to examine ourselves and then uh, I come back up onto the stage and we take the Lord's Supper together. That's when I read the words of institution and we take the Lord's Supper together. Now, that is really, I think, a helpful uh, change that we made. Uh, One is it it allows for us to still take communion communally. And I was going to ask, why why, why is that? an important thing to take right together. Well, we never have done that before. Right. Okay. Yeah. Until yeah. COVID before COVID, it was just come at your own, you know, sure. During these next two songs, come on down, grab a, grab a cracker and a shot glass and take communion whenever you feel led to. And which, I, which is, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. but there was something really unique and special mm-hmm. about us doing it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of us taking the bread and, and reading it and doing it. And all of us taking the cup and drinking it together. Um, Again, this is a corporate, like this is a corporate worship gathering. This is the gathering Mm. of the saints on the Lord's day. I say that all the time. Like this is an important thing that we do together. Um, And so I think that my experience with communion has been more individualistic within the context of a, a corporate ex- expression. Right. 
And I'm really thankful that we are sort of recovering some of the more communal aspects of that. So I do think there's time for individual examination and reflection during that examination song. But then I really, I think it's been a sweet thing for us all to communally say bread, you know, juice, body. Uh, cup, all that stuff. Well, and, and do I, that together. Yeah, and and uh, like I, I think that's awesome that we've kind of made that switch to give us, to to give people that that time, that mm. that reflection time. Right. Um, because I, I I I do know some people, like you you need that time right. and don't want to feel rushed to take communion. Right. And so I think this is great to have that little bit of time to then we can all take communion right. together. I think that's awesome. Now, some some churches, they do communion before the preaching of mm-hmm. God's word. Mm-hmm. Some churches, uh, they have people, you know, come to the front and dis- and there's there's people who are representatives mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. The, the church who give them, this is the body of Christ. This is the blood of Christ. Right. Like they they actually give, the, I think those are really cool practices as well. If we could do all the things, I, I maybe we would do all the things, but. Yeah, they'll um, just become the whole entire service. Right. But, just, and, and there are some churches that do communion services. Yeah. They have preaching services and communion services. So I get that. Mm. Um, this is how we've done it. This is why we do what we do. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, this is a mainstay here at Fathom Church that we, from day one, we've done communion every week. And when we've surveyed our church, this is something that people value yeah. highly at our church. The way that we preach the word, the way that we pray the word, the way that we sing the word, the way that we read the word, and the way that we do the Lord's yeah. Supper every week has been a high value of our church. Well, and I know you say, I know you said it a few times that it's, I mean, we, we, we do this every week. On Sunday mornings, um, and I don't, I don't know if you mentioned it yet, but on Sunday mornings you do say this is the most important part of our service. Mm-hmm. Like why is, why is, why should communion be the most important part of our service? Right. And that might be a bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> but it, maybe it, not, it may not be the most important, but it's certainly the pinnacle right. moment. Yeah. It's yeah. the climax mm-hmm. of our time together. And the reason why that is, is because it's a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if the preaching of the word is not does not always lead us to an explicit gospel message, Mm -hmm. which, you know, some people will say that gospel centered preaching means that you always get back to the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, Some, some people would say you don't try and force that into every sermon. Uh, That's neither here nor there. I, I kind of fall a little bit looser than some of my compadres on the whole gospel centered preaching thing. But here's what I know after every single sermon, whether we get to the explicit gospel or not in the sermon, we're going to see the gospel. Mm. We're going to remember the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ right. in the bread and in the wine every single Sunday. Right. So this is the pinnacle of our time together mm-hmm. because it's where we remember Christ. We proclaim yeah. Christ crucified. Christ has risen. Christ will come yeah. again. Like we say that every single Sunday yeah. because that's the that's the pinnacle of mm-hmm. the story of creation and redemption and right. recreation. And that's also the pinnacle of our time together as Christ right. followers, that Christ is at the center. Well, and and you're right. And whether we're whether we're in a series on in the Gospel of Matthew, like we are this summer, and actually talking and and, and preaching on the Last Supper and mm. all that, or we're in First Samuel talking about right. Saul and everything. Right. I think that is a 
it's it's a great reminder after every single sermon right. that to 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 remember what's most important. Yeah, it really is. It, it really does keep the gospel, the yeah. good news of yeah. Jesus, at the center of our gathering. Yeah, I think that's good. Um, any last thing about Lord's Supper? That was, I think that. Yeah, I think that's good, man. Yeah, and again, if you want to maybe listen to a little bit more extensive, uh, uh, historical, uh pieces of the Lord's Supper. Go ahead and, and listen to that uh, podcast we, we had with Ryan maybe a couple of years ago. Uh, but let's move on to the other one, baptism. Uh, what, what does baptism look like here at Fathom Church? Right. Now, here's the thing. We would do a baptism every Sunday Heck if yeah. we had somebody who wanted to be right. baptized every yeah. Sunday. Um, I, I think we would. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I dream about the day where we have a facility that has a <sighs> baptismal in the in the 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 sanctuary in the right. chapel um uh, that's filled that yep. that if and when anybody gives their life to Christ in one of our services we could baptize them there dunk them. on yep. on the spot yeah. um that 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 that's a dream of mine goodness gracious wouldn't that be a cool thing um awesome. but just like the lord's supper is every week we would practice baptism every week now logistically we don't have that ability right now so uh we we practice baptism as frequently as necessary uh, and we fill up our tank and do our baptism as frequently as there's somebody who wants to be baptized. Mm. Now, a, a couple of things. Number one, we do this on Sunday uh, as part of our Sunday gathering because I think there's something very inherently helpful uh, about baptism. Again, not to individualize it too much, right. but to keep it, cor- keep it corporate and keep it centered in a local church. Mm-hmm. So do I think that if you're out in the woods with some with some friends and some other Christians and you become a Christian, you can get baptized in a lake. Sure. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I think you can. Uh, I was not baptized in a church. Mm. Okay. Uh, I think that's less than ideal, but I was baptized. I was in Israel. I had just become a Christian. I was 16 years old. The pastor I was with offered to baptize me in the Jordan river. So I got baptized in the Jordan. I think that's pretty well, rad too, but I still think it would have been better <laughs> if I had been baptized with my church mm-hmm. at my church. So we do this on Sundays uh, at the church intentionally for that purpose. Uh, second, we do it uh, our mode of baptism. This is in the baptism uh, podcast that we recorded, I think, with with we Dr. Ryan yep. as well. So yep. we you can go back and listen to that. But we we do a full immersion dunk. Uh, we think that that's what the Bible, that's the best method of baptism, sprinkling or pouring or whatever are, are secondary. They aren't, you're not disqualified if you do that, but, um, but we think that the mode is important enough that to baptize means to actually be fully immersed, to die with Christ and to be raised with him. So, uh, we do that in a, in a tank. Uh, again, it's a logistical thing, but I would love to, I w- I wish we could do that during the service, actually, like during the actual worship gathering instead of in between our gatherings. Um, but again, logistically, we're kind of limited to be able to do that outside. Uh, it's, it's neat to be able to do it in the parking lot as kind of like a public witness. So, uh, all the restauranteers are just like looking down off of the, uh, I think that's kind of cool <laughs> as cool. everybody's cheering in our parking lot, but mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we would do this every single Sunday if we could. I would rather we do this during the services in the actual gathering mm-hmm. space. But um, again, we're limited in that. Right. But yeah, that's that we we the, the Lord's Supper and baptism. These are two two ways that we see mm-hmm. the gospel, that we see the word in action mm-hmm. in our midst. And so we want to we want to practice these as regular aspects of our Christian worship of our Sunday services here. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anything else? 
I mean, I don't know, man. I, to, I feel like we kind of covered it. Like those, those, those five things, five those things. five things, preach the word, pray the word, sing the word, read the word and see the word. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, we've explained why we do what we do, but that's what we do. Th those are five essential elements of Christian worship. And for our church family here, listen, if you're ever moving and you go to another church, you go to a different church, mm -hmm. you move on from Fathom to find a new church, man, I would use those as a grid right. to yeah. say, does, does my church mm -hmm. do these five things? Um, yeah. I don't think that this is, there, there's some who would say you should only do these five mm -hmm. things. You should never do anything in an organized worship gathering that are not these explicit five things. And I think that's okay for, for, for belief. I think that there's some freedom, um, that, that we could do other things. You know, there's churches that do skits and there's churches that have artists and do painting and there's churches that, you know, they, they do kids programs and they do, uh, I mean, we've done some stuff like that during Christmas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get the kids up there and they do cute the little bell thing or whatever. But like, I, I don't think we are only allowed to do these five things, right. but woe to us if we stop mm -hmm. doing these five things. Right. These are the five mainstays of Christian worship that here at Fathom, while under my leadership, we want we want to keep these things front and foremost. And I hope as we've explained all five of them, mm -hmm. people have said, oh, yeah, yeah, we do those things. That's right. what we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. we. I, if you've been a part of Fathom for a while, this should this should just have like pulled back the curtain a little right. bit to be like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, I see. That's why we do what we do. Yes. So that, that was my hope with this series. I'm glad that we took the time to do this. I yeah. hope it's been edifying to our church and and I hope that that knowing why we do what we do will add some meaning into mm -hmm. why mm -hmm. we do what we do so that next Sunday, when, when, when we take the Lord's supper, you'll say, right. Oh yeah, this is, this is good. This yeah. is, this is right. This is what Christians are called to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris, for, Amen. um, for being here this whole series this is, this was a great, great little mini series. And Hey, I'll say this as we just talked about baptism. If you want to get baptized, if you haven't been baptized. We'll baptize you. That's right. You can sign up. Go to fathomchurch.org slash baptism. Yeah. Any Sunday. We'll do it. If, if, if there's somebody who wants to be baptized, we'll yeah. fill the tank. We'll, we'll, we will baptize you. Like that's, this is part of Christian worship, yes. publicly declaring that, that we belong to Christ. Yeah. Well, it's good. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Uh, thank you all for listening and we'll catch you next time.